0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a, a cemetery in Eretz Israel. It's found right by the entrance to the city of Petach Tikva. You could go there today. We have some Israelis here in the crowd. You might know the cemetery, right? Outside of Petach Tikva, right? It's a very famous cemetery. If you go to the cemetery, you'll find that there's one stone, an old stone. It's there. From the beginning of the cemetery. In fact, it was the first cemetery, the first stone, the first burial in that cemetery. When did they, when did they set aside the cemetery as a place to bury Jewish people when they passed away? It was in the year Tafresh Tet. Now where are we? We're Tafshin Pe Gimel, which is 783. Soon 84. Okay. That's where we are. That's where we're, we're up to. Now, that means from 783 back to 649, it's over 120 years. Okay? So 120 years ago, they set aside this cemetery. When the people were standing there, the Hevra Kadisha, the people that were involved in getting the land together, they finished. And before they left the space, the group of people that were there were talking. And, you know, jokingly, they turned one to another. And they said, I wonder who's going to be the first person who's going to be buried in this new cemetery? Who's going to inaugurate the cemetery? One of the guys standing there, as a joke, he said, I have no problem going first. My friends, within 10 days, he was buried in that spot. Listen carefully to the end of the story. And on that tombstone, the rabbis of the city decided to write in huge letters, Brit Kiruta a covenant was made with the lips. That if a person says words, you don't understand the power of your words to come to fruition. And they wrote the story on this man's tombstone. There was a fellow, unfortunately, the Sefer uh, Peninim, he writes, he went to visit, the rabbi went to visit someone during the shiva. He sits down, very difficult case. The father, unfortunately, he'd lost a child many years before as a young as a young child. And unfortunately now, at a, at a later age, the second son, his son passed away as a soldier. Anyway, the rabbi comes in to Bim and He sits down. He wants to be there. He wants to share in the pain of this person. And the father says to this rabbi, he says, Rabbi, I need to tell you a story. The rabbi says, okay. He says, I was sitting last night with my brother and we were talking. And my brother reminded me of something. And I feel like I need to share it with you, Rabbi, he says. To this Rabbi who wrote the book. He says, because you teach Torah. And maybe you could tell people what I realized only last night. Rabbi is very curious. What was he talking about? He said, we were sitting here. It was very sad. And my brother said to me, he says, please, can I say something to you? But please don't get angry with me. Brother says, of course. He says, you know, I was thinking last night. How difficult this has been! This experience has been to you. But no one ever wants to see, no one ever wants to understand, no one ever wants to experience. He says, and suddenly it hit me like a lightning bolt. I went back in time, I remembered when you and I were teenagers, he says. They were in Israel, there's something called a, what's it, called? oh gosh. They, forget the name of it, in Israel. Where instead of going by cab, you put 20 people into, into a tender, but there's a name for the, Sherut, Sherut, there we go, okay? But, 20, 20, twenty, wait till they, they wait till they fill it up with twenty people, and then they drive. They drop everyone off on their way. Anyway, there's two, me and you. He says we were sitting in the tram, but you have to in this tender. But you have to wait sometimes, quite some time, until it fills up. Anyway, one, two, three, four, it's almost full. He says, and do you remember? He says, you told the driver, No, yalla, sakvar, let's go already. Come on, it's full. We've been waiting for too long. Can't we can't wait any longer. And the driver turned around and he said, of just a few more minutes, we waited a few more minutes, we still didn't have the last one, two passengers. You yelled at him again, you said, no, let's go, come on. And the man said, Yeled, you were only a a teenager. They have the best expression in Israel. I wish there was a way to say it in, in English. They talk about the teenage years, the years when people are silly, people are, you know, just full of impatience. And exactly, you know it already like you know it's an age at the teenage years when you're just an idiot and, and you turn to this driver and the driver said to you don't speak to me this way don't have chutzpah he said to you speak to me with respect because I'm a father who's I'm a grieving father a father who lost a child and you said to him Azma so what gamani av shakul. I'm also a grieving father. Sa travel. He said to him, and you said it to him twice. And the father says, Rabbi, you teach Torah, tell people my story, so that people should learn to be careful with their language. In the Sefer Orech Hamim, he writes that there was a wedding in Yerushalayim that experienced a terrible tragedy where the mother of the, of the Chatan passed away at the wedding. In the middle of the dancing, she had a heart attack and she passed away. And when they got to the Shiva, the rabbi was there and the people are sitting there and they're suffering and they can't believe it. And they had this wedding and it was so joyous. It should have been so joyous. Terrible thing. Anyway, the rabbi came and one of the people said, one of the people said to the rabbi, do you know what my mother said again and again and again? This was a kid that she had that unfortunately had a very, very difficult time getting married. Got married. He got divorced, he got married again. Second wife passed away, struggled to find. His mother would say all the time, I just want to live long enough to see my son get remarried. So she lived just long enough to see her son get remarried. It's crazy to think that our words have power. But my friends, it is equally crazy to think that our words do not have power. Because if you did not believe that your words had power, why did you just spend an hour praying shacharit? Why do you say tehillim? Why do you say mazal tov? Why do you say mabruk? Why do you say Rifuash Lema? You know what should be on your lips always? Words of blessing. You know what you should be exceedingly careful? Words that are critical Words that even as a joke like the man said I don't mind going first He's the first one buried in that cemetery I just want to live long enough to see my son get remarried and you live just long enough and you don't make it to the Sheva Berachot that night You see the power of our words and you see the importance of guarding one's tongue Enjoyed this story? Come again Bring a friend Stories to Inspire dot org